0: Hello everyone, welcome to the first episode of Through the Rift, the new Rift podcast about our favorite game. My name is Lex.
1: And I'm Nikki.
0: Hi Nikki, welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Hi Lex. (laughs) So I thought we'd start out and uh, tell our listeners a little bit about our uh, history with MMOs and how we came to play Rift. So take it away Nikki.
1: Okay, um... Well I've had quite an experience with MMOs. I really love playing them. I've of course played WoW. It seems like a lot of Rift players have played WoW before. World of Warcraft of course. Um, I've also played Lord of the Rings online, D&D online. I've played one or two Perfect World MMOs. I've also played Star Wars The Old Republic um, and some mobile MMOs. And those were fun, but none of them compared to Rift. We actually joined during beta Lex and I did and we just loved it so much we thought the beta was really clean and polished and we have stuck with it although we did take a break somewhere in between there and we're kind of going back to it right now Um, yeah it
0: was after Ember Isle at some point
1: okay yeah it was after Ember Isle and now how long have we been playing since we took that break maybe Uh, maybe a month yeah maybe a month and we're just having a renewed, um, energetic experience (laughs) with it. It's so much fun. So we just kind of wanted to share that with our listeners. How about you, Lex?
0: Well, let's see. The first MMO I played was the original EverQuest, the first EverQuest, um, which at the time, I loved it. I thought it was the most awesome thing ever. Before that, I tried playing Muds and Mushes a little bit, but... Oh, they're terrible tech-based games. Couldn't get into it. I role-played tabletop games like Dungeons and Dragons and Vampire, and so the idea of being able to have a social gaming experience like that, only on a computer online, so I don't have to to find people in my area to play with, and I can play any time, anywhere, and sit in my room in my underwear and play (laughs) was really appealing. So I tried EverQuest and at the time I thought I really liked it, but uh didn't... I I played it for a while, but about the time that I think the first expansion came out, I stopped playing it because I was out in the country on dial-up and they made enough improvements with the expansion that I could not play it over dial-up anymore. Um, And... I think the next MMO I really played after that was World of Warcraft. And seemed like it was a huge impre- uh, improvement over EverQuest. EverQuest was uh, pretty brutal sometimes. There were no question marks or exclamation points uh-huh. over quest givers' heads. You had to, to remember where you got that quest from and find the guy to turn it in. Uh, when you died, you had to remember where you died because uh-huh. there was no... Uh, interface on the map or mini-map to tell you where your corpse was so compared to that wow seemed really great and i played that all the way through wrath of the lich king lich king yes <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for various reasons i decided not to get the cataclysm expansion and to go on to other things um, i've also played Star Wars Online a very little bit. I basically just played in the beta and uh, wasn't interested in that game. played Star Trek Online a little bit. Uh, I lost a couple years of my life to EVE Online, which I enjoyed for a while, but then lost interest in. And uh, yeah, then, then Rift. And like Nikki said, I really enjoy it. And uh, I guess... As far as why I like Rift, I, I feel like it. Tryon must either have played WoW, the people who work for Tryon, or they've talked to a lot of people who did play WoW. Um, because it seems like Rift has taken most, if not all, of the things that really annoyed me when I played WoW and they've fixed it and made it better. Uh, so, Nikki, what is it that you like about Rift and why? Why have you decided to play Rift um, as opposed to all the other games out there right now?
1: Sure. Well, I do have to, before I start, agree with you that they really fixed a lot that I found annoying about World of Warcraft. And at first I came to Rift thinking, oh, this is very similar to WoW, but better, And now I see that it's just a totally different creature altogether, it feels like. And yeah, of course, there's similarities. I mean, they're both fantasy MMOs and they both rip off of each other, but it just, Rift brings so much more to the table than WoW. But anyway, we're not here to talk about that.
0: Well, you know, a lot of people will say that Rift is a WoW clone and they mean that in kind of an insulting uh, way, but I, I think it's a fair thing to say because if okay. you've played WoW and you're coming into Rift, um, a lot is going to be the same. I mean, you have quests and, you know, your whispers are purple and your party chat <laughs> is blue and your guild chat is green. And so a lot of those, I guess, industry standards are there. Um, you've got your, your talent trees or soul trees, as they're called in Rift, but I also think to say it's a clone is kind of, Unfair. I would say it's more of an evolution. Because, I mean, probably about anything that you find in WoW, you're going to find in Rift. But you're also going to find a lot of things that are new and innovative. And I think it's those things that we really love about the game.
1: Yes, definitely. One being the Rifts themselves. Oh, yeah. Just this epic mass event that's so exciting. Uh, another thing that I really love about the game is the variety If you don't like raiding, well, there's onslaughts. There are not only dungeons, but there's chronicles, some that you can do all by yourself. And there's so many different things you can do that if you don't like one thing, it's not an issue.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, Some of uh, the things I I really love about the game are, like you said, the rifts. I I remember when we first started playing uh, in the beta... <laughs> I remember being in free march and just, you know, these death rifts everywhere and these, these massive groups, like a, a, a virtual, like an actual raid basically would form of people just going from one rift to the next to the next. And you'd be out questing or whatever and you'd see, you know, that rift on the horizon. And you're like, Oh my God, what is that? And I got to check <laughs> that out. And you'd go in and. And I remember going in and just getting my ass kicked left and right. It's like, oh, this is brutal. And then all of a sudden, you know, over the hill in the distance, this big swarm of players comes in and they just <laughs> like start kicking ass and taking names. And you're like, these guys are awesome. I'm sticking with these guys. And you'd run around and just do rift after rift after rift. And uh, that was a lot of fun. And I'd never experienced anything like that in a game before. And that's really what got me hooked
1: yes it was such a blast and the first time yeah. it happened to me i didn't even know what was going to <laughs> happen <laughs> i just knew there were suddenly all these mobs and <laughs> i just attacked it was great yeah so i play a rogue in the game right now yep. i'm level 57 nice i am not max yet and i blame it all on dimensions <laughs> yeah um, I do love the Tactician spec. I'm trying to find a good build with Tactician so that I can use my Flamethrower all the time. Uh, I do, of course, use Marksman in dungeons. It used to be the best, people said it was the, the best thing for a dungeon, is to have the max, max out your Marksman tree. I don't know if that holds true right now, but um, it seems to in game. So how about you, Lex? What do you play?
0: Well, I play a cleric. Um, This kind of... Wow, we keep talking about WoW. But this kind of goes back to my (laughs) my WoW days. I played... um, what? Oh, I played a warlock in in WoW. And I liked it. I also played a cleric in WoW. Those were kind of my two main characters. And then towards the end of my time in that game, I decided to make a paladin because that was the class that could kind of do everything and I thought, well, I might want to try tanking or at the very least have that option there so I really liked that and when I came into Rift, I, I started looking at the different classes and the first character I made was actually a mage, um, which I liked it. I liked the flashy spell effects that the mage has, you know, the fire and the lightning and really cool elemental pets and things like that. And I could even uh, be a, a warlock kind of mage with a uh, necromancer and everything if I wanted to. Um, but I found myself dying a lot and, and I started thinking about the same kind of thing. I was like, I don't want to get this character to max level and then decide I want to tank. And now I have to start a new character. Right. So you know, at the time the, the class that could kind of do everything in Rift was the cleric. So I said, Well, I'll I'll try a cleric. Maybe it'll be it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. And so I made a cleric and I I loved it. I, I love playing cleric. I, I started out um, oh what was it? I, I was using some kind of melee build. It was I think at the time it was Shaman and Justicar mainly. Um, I really liked having the two-handed warhammer and just bashing people's faces in with <laughs> it. Um, that, that was really cool. And then um, when I got to max level at the time, which was level 50, I went to full Inquisitor, which was the top kind of DPS build, at least as far as range DPS for the Cleric. And uh, that was really fun. Um, not quite as flashy or Cool looking of spells as the mage, but you get that same experience of standing way back and lobbing destruction on people, which, which is a lot of fun. Um, and these days, I'm actually tanking a lot. I, I people might think I'm crazy, but I go about questing in pretty much a tanking build using uh, mainly just a car and some. Uh, what else is it some inquisitor and and uh, shaman i believe
1: and you do fine with that huh
0: oh yeah um it's kind of funny um uh, you know people will say oh you know you're going to kill things so slowly that way which i mean they're right if if you compare how long it takes me to kill one mob in my in my tanking spec versus one mob in a full inquisitor spec i i do kill it a little bit faster it's not a huge difference but uh the uh, I lost my train of thought. That's all
1: right. But <laughs> um, you never have to worry about dying, basically. Oh, right? No. If you're in your tank no. spec questing.
0: No, I never. It. If you look at my health bar, it always looks like I'm at full health. <laughs> um, I'm losing health, but I have like 41,000 health now. So, you know, I, I lose a f- few thousand and it still looks like I'm at full health. Um, oh, I remember what I was going to say. Uh, but the thing is with the the tank though is I can, I can, uh, kill people AOE, and I can easily pull six mobs that are higher level than me that are conning yellow and just mow them down. And I couldn't even do that with an inquisitor; I would get killed. So I, I feel like, you know, I haven't done heavy math on this, but I feel like once you figure in how many mobs I can kill at a time, that if it's if it's any slower than Inquisitor, it's not very much. And like he said, I I don't die. And it's really great um, when you go into something like a Rift or an Onslaught or uh, Instant Adventure, right. because a lot of times there won't be a tank in the group, and and people love it because I'll, I'll be an Instant Adventure and I just literally pull everything in sight, and I just have this like massive mobs around me. And after about two times of doing that, everybody else in the group realizes that hey, we can just AOE and DPS love to AOE and people start pulling stuff, knowing I'll pull them off of them and and they just have their their AOE fest and and uh, it's a great way to get carnages done too. You can get your full carnage done in like two pulls.
1: Yeah, and I can attest to that because we quest together, right? We do yeah, IAs together. Totally. And it's wonderful. I know if I was there alone, if I was soloing in these current builds that I have, um, I wouldn't I would be dying left and right. But (laughs) you know, with you it's wonderful. I can just shoot whatever I want, pull whatever I want and
0: pull half the zone with the (laughs) flamethrower.
1: I was just gonna say, I (laughs) can I confess I get a little too liberal with the flamethrower, but it's too much fun. All right. Well, um so what hopes that you have for this podcast for our listeners because this is the first episode
0: I love to listen to podcasts and I've been looking for some Riff podcasts and there aren't very many out there Um you find a lot of Riff podcasts that have kind of faded away but as far as podcasts that are current uh, there, there aren't that many so um, I figure there's people like me who want more podcasts to listen to who want to hear people talk about Rift and also with Rift going free to play, we have a lot of new players coming into the game. We have a lot of people like us who uh, got bored or whatever, went away for a while, went and played some other game for a while, and now they're coming back and find that a lot has changed. So I'm really hoping that this podcast can really be helpful to new players and returning players to help you, kind of get back into the swing of things or to know everything that Rift has to offer. Uh, one of the big focuses of the podcast at least for the first few episodes is we are going to go through all of the things you can do in this game because uh, anytime I log in on the Rift, the first thing I have to do is think, well, what am I going to do? Because there's like 20, 30 things I could do and sometimes I think well what would be the most beneficial to my character or sometimes i think what would be the most fun or what do i just feel like doing right now but i just imagine for a new player it must be a little overwhelming all of the things you can do so we are going to break it all down and episode by episode we're gonna go through all of the different things you can do in the game we're gonna tell you how to do them where to do them how to have fun doing them
1: yeah. It's a bit pretty big task though. Yes. <laughs> there is a lot to do. And I mean you you've said new players, but I get overwhelmed. Oh yeah. And totally. rift sometimes just with how much there is to do. And it's great. I'm not complaining. I'm definitely not complaining, but there is a ton to do.
0: Absolutely. And so what we're gonna try and do is is we're going to try to structure the arcs of our episodes to kind of coincide with your progress through the game if if you are a new player. So, you know, the first episodes will focus on things that everyone can do with a new character and then as we go further in the podcast, we'll get more and more into the more high level things that maybe aren't available to you right away, but that you can look forward to later.
1: Yeah, that I can look forward to. I'm only 57.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got some things to look forward to.
1: Yep. Alright, well, right now, speaking of what we've been up to, um, yeah. I am doing riffs for the guild, because we, recently I did them, because we had a quest for it. Uh, I really love the guild quests, all except for the PvP one. The PvP weekly guild quest is pretty hard for us to achieve. I, right now in our guild, we just don't have a lot of PvPers, but um, we did have one for riffs recently, and that was a blast. Uh, we had, um, oh, what, what else did we have for the guild quests? We had quite a few, but the rifts were the, the ones that come to mind. Uh, the other thing that I've been doing is working on our guild dimension. I think I'm a little bit obsessed. <laughs> it takes a lot of my time, and I just go in there and put things up, decorate. Um, we created a little bar in our dimension, and it's just a blast. I think it was brilliant of Tryon to put that into the game.
0: Yeah, uh, um, I just got to break in there. Yeah, sure. Tryon, if you're listening, we really want some more functionality with our guild bar. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I did You know, discover that if you if you really dedicate yourself and, and drink enough of those beers, you can have a really good time and get drunk. But um, I, I'd really like to see it go further. I mean, once I get that drunk buff... You know, I, I should be able to keep drinking and, and see some more things happen. I mean, maybe my guy <laughs> kind of falls over or maybe he blacks out for a while. I don't know. But. There's
1: like elephants, pink elephants dancing around yeah. the room or something? Okay.
0: Maybe an achievement. You know, you've now drank 100 beers in your guild dimension, something <laughs> like that.
1: You live in the guild dimension. <laughs> Uh, yeah, speaking of achievements, there's quite a few for the dimension. And I've been working on those too. They're kind of silly. For instance, um, there's an achievement for putting, I think it's a hundred different building items. Such as um, like bricks and slabs of marble and things like that. And you, the way you can actually beat the, the system, so to speak, is just to pick up and put down the same thing over and over. Which is incredible incredibly boring i can tell you that i thought much, it was a thousand but it will work is it a thousand yeah i think you're right it is a thousand yeah, for that one it's ridiculous yeah, it is a thousand there's other ones i think that are a hundred but off the top of my head i can't remember Oh, the all big one's
0: them. a thousand yeah that's yeah. the big one you get real real good nerd cred if you you get that
1: oh good well okay <laughs> at least i achieved something then <laughs> well hopefully you do <laughs> i should have gotten a title all right um I've also been crafting mainly outfitter stuff, uh, some stuff for the guild, and other things just for myself, just to get uh, notoriety and such. So that's about it. What about you, Lex? What have you been doing with your character?
0: Well, let's see. I, I got level 60 a little while ago, not like a real long time ago, maybe a week or two ago. Um, so I've, I've been doing the hunt rifts, which I, I kind of, I, I've done some random ones where I'm just running around and I'm like, Oh, a rift, I'll help fight this rift. And then I realize at the end, when I get an achievement that it was a hunt rift. Um, it, it sure would be great if you could tell from the map or from your mini map that it's a hunt rift. Um, but I don't know, maybe, maybe that would get annoying because people would just, descend upon your hunt rift all the time. Um, but I, I finally got the achievement for doing all of the, the basic hunt rifts. So I can now buy the lures for the level one great hunt rifts, but I haven't actually opened one yet. I, I bought a couple lures, but they're pretty expensive. Right. Like quite a bit of planarite and some uh, whatever the what is it, Infinity Stone? Yeah, The, the yeah. new Source Stone. And uh, so I I bought a couple, but I haven't used them yet. I'm, I'm going to do some research and make sure I know what I'm doing because it would be really frustrating to use one of those lures and then screw up and you don't seal the rift and you yeah. have to do it again.
1: Yeah, then you're out all of that currency.
0: Yeah, I've been doing uh, Instant Adventure uh, quite a bit. I usually try to do at least a few random ones every time I play. Um, I get bored with them pretty quick, but they are really good to do because at least right now you have a, a decent chance of getting one of those deep lock boxes. And uh, those are a great way to make some platinum. Uh, you just sell those on the auction house and depending uh, whether you get a blue one or a purple one or an orange one, you can make a lot of money um, on the auction house. So, so I actually, I do the instant adventure mainly just in the hopes of getting one of those and making some platinum, uh, which brings me to my next thing, which is why my character is almost always broke, <laughs> is I've been working a lot on crafting. I'm one of those crazy people that when I found out you could have nine professions now, I had to have nine professions <laughs> So I have all of the gathering professions. I've got uh foraging, mining, and butchery? Is that what it's called? That?
1: Butchering, yeah. Butchering. Mm-hmm.
0: It's just a weird word. Um it is. Yeah, I've got all those maxed. That was pretty easy. Um and then I've also got fishing, armor armor smithing, and apothecary. I've got those maxed. Wow. And uh survival is like two points from the maximum i'm I'm not really worried about that uh i'm sure i'll get those two points sometime but i've been working on giving getting uh runecrafter and artificer maxed and and they're both i think they're both within like 10 points of the maximum but both of those professions when you get to that point it is really slow and expensive Because you have to get all these mats to make one thing that raises it one point. Oh man. And um I mean I guess if you have the time and the inclination to go farm all that stuff, it would just take you a really long time. But if you're buying some or all of those mats on the auction house, it gets really expensive. So I've been buying a lot of cheap greens and rune breaking them and Yeah. So so lots of lots of crafting. Uh, I've started working on... Th- there's a few really good tanking pieces that you can make that are pretty much best in slot until you start raiding. Like, you can actually start raiding... Uh, it's the uh, the uh, helmet and the belt and the two rings, I believe, if I'm remembering right. So I made the helmet, and uh, the rest of them are really involved. They They, they involve making the... Oh, I don't think they're cooldowns anymore, but they're the new like Uber level oh, mats, like yeah. super Uber Rhenium or whatever <laughs> that you just need like all this stuff to make and and just lots of platinum to to make those things. So I, I haven't started making those yet, but uh, I've been doing Summerfest a bit. Uh, I don't do the scavenger hunts. I am boycotting them, just like I did the last year that i did Summerfest, why why um you know everyone i ever hear talk about the scavenger hunts it basically turns into them bitching about the scavenger hunts because they're they take a long time they're frustrating um a lot of times they're buggy um just a a million problems people have with them and it just listening to people talk about it, it doesn't sound like fun to me and really, the the only things from Summerfest that I want is the the little phoenix pet. And maybe the, the they have a decent uh, lesser essence uh, for tanking that I can get. But um, I don't want either of those things bad enough to subjugate myself to hours and hours of something unfun and frustrating. So, yeah, I'm boycotting them. I, I boycotted them. I don't think it was last year. I think it was the year before, last time we did Summerfest.
1: Yeah.
0: I just refuse. Well,
1: I definitely support the idea (laughs) that you should go into it thinking, okay, I'm going to do something that's fun.
0: Right. You know, if
1: you're not having fun, then why are you playing? Yeah, (laughs) You should be having fun.
0: It's a game, for God's sakes. Yeah. And I've done a few of the new dungeons. Um, I I think I've only done three or four of them. So I, I'd like to see the rest of the dungeons. I just need to to get in there. i The problem is, is I queue uh, for DPS because I don't. I, I've read the guides for them, and some of them are a little involved compared to you know level fifty experts. And uh, I, I just really don't want to go into one of those dungeons the first time as a tank. Um. It, If I can get a guild run together, that'd be one thing, but if if we're pugging it at all, I don't want to subject people to the wipes that are inevitable when you're tanking something like that for the first time. Yeah. So I I like to go in, you know, as DPS, do the dungeon a few times as DPS, get a good feel for it, and then try tanking. And it just, you know, you queue as DPS, you're going to wait an hour before you get in, so a lot. Really,
1: of... you wait an hour now?
0: I I don't know. I mean, oh, okay. it seems like it. It's, a, it's <laughs> it a feels long time. like an hour. <laughs> I, I mean, it's long enough that by the time the dungeon thing pops, I'm like, oh, I forgot I was cute <laughs> for a dungeon. I've done all these quests and I've done some instant adventures and I've crafted some things. And...
1: <laughs> well, again, that's what's great. You can go do other things while you wait.
0: Yeah, and that's um, that's a good thing uh, for for those of you who might be coming back to the game from before, uh, something that they have changed about the game that is really cool is you can queue for a dungeon and you can go do Warfronts, you can do Instant Adventure, uh, you can pretty much, I think, do anything and you you don't lose your dungeon queue. I I remember there before, like, if you were queued for a dungeon, you couldn't do a Warfront. Right. Or you couldn't do Instant Adventure without losing your spot in a queue. So, And you don't have to keep the same group. You know, if you want to queue with a group of people for a dungeon, you can do that, and then you can go do your different things, and it kind of remembers who's in that group, and when the dungeon's ready for you, you can go.
1: That's wonderful.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool.
1: Tell me, a Woman, do you ascend and have good me? So, I can't help but change the subject just a little bit here. I am in the same room with you, and... Your beer looks delicious. <laughs> Very clear, though. <laughs> oh, so, yes. What are you drinking?
0: Um, I am drinking a glass of, uh, nice cold Pilsner orkel which is a Czech Pilsner. Um, nice, uh, Saz hops, nice noble hops to it. Very tasty. How about you, Nikki? What are you drinking?
1: Well, my beer is very different from yours. It's very dark. It's yes. uh, what they call an enlightened black ale. That's according to New Belgium Brewery. Oh, I love New Belgium. That. Yep. It's delicious. It's called 1554, and I think it's my favorite of theirs. It's pretty malty, and uh, the end has kind of like a, a chocolatey finish. It's delicious.
0: Now, isn't that based on some recipe that they found in a book somewhere from...
1: Yeah, 1554. Supposedly, yeah, and they, they had to translate it and they had to kind of interpret it. And uh, it's whatever they did, it's wonderful. And I like the idea that I'm drinking something that is really old, like based on an old recipe. Yeah, that's, that's cool. really fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah, awesome. I take orders from neither man nor God. Rift headlines.
1: Okay, so on Friday, the 9th of August, they did, uh, Tryon did a live stream on Twitch TV, and Elrar was there, and he took us through Ceratos, which is one of the new zones in the world, and you can watch these live streams, um, I believe every Friday on Twitch, and we can put a link up on the show notes for everyone. Um, this Friday, Elrar took us in nor- to the northern, part of the area and he picked up a quest from this enormous bone spider and uh, i think it was named ohm it was just really awesome looking and elrar told us that there's no prereq for the quest it was part of the second round of Summerfest activities
0: now i gotta ask was he like an electrical bone spider
1: he didn't look to be
0: you didn't have any electricity sparking from him?
1: No, but that would have made him even cooler.
0: <laughs> well, I just thought it was the name like Ohm.
1: That, oh, right, that, that of must course. Be electrical, right? <laughs> <laughs> Of course, I didn't even make the connection, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> and I don't know how they spelled it in the game, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, the quest prompted Elvar to enter the spider's nest and the spider told him that if he didn't succeed in, I think, finding the eggs or something like that in the nest, then he would be eaten. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> the nest itself turned out to be this really foggy maze of bones. It was extremely creepy. Um, the nest itself is on the far east side of the zone, if you're looking for it. And he stumbled through, through the nest and as he was going through it, he discovered that the walls were changing and moving on him. And he couldn't even see through the spider webs. It was intense. It was really fun though. And it looked like it would make me very dizzy, but I really want to try it out. Why dizzy? Because the walls are changing and you kind of lose where you are in the space, and you forget, and you start turning in circles, and you feel like you're going back on the same path over and over, and it just looks like I would be lost for an hour.
0: (laughs) So maybe you want to be sober for that. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Good to know. Definitely.
1: Definitely. Um, as he was doing this, something interesting happened. He received an in-game achievement that kind of popped up on his screen. And, of course, folks in the chat room wanted to know what it was for. And he told them that people that joined the developers for drinks on August 2nd received this achievement. And along with the, chief, the achievement, they got pets, um, drinking buddy companion pets, that look to me like Atrophinius' um I guess minions, the little guys that hang around with him in in Realm of the Fae, in that dungeon, if you've ever been there.
0: The satyrs?
1: Yeah, the satyrs, thank you. And they look really fun, but you can only get those pets and the achievement if you join the developers for drinks. And Elwar mentioned that there will likely be more events like that one in the future, so if you live near the studios in California, keep your ears open and go hang out with the devs.
0: I want one of those guys.
1: Yeah, me too, and I think you get two. So do they
0: have like the goblet of mead or whatever?
1: Yes, it looks drink? like red wine okay. that they're holding. Yeah,
0: yeah, you see, you see those guys quite a few places, um, like in life riffs and stuff. You'll you'll see those sayer guys. Yeah, the, cool. his
1: lackeys. Yeah, <laughs> his minions. Yeah, and Atropinus is just my favorite character. Yes. So I'd love to have his lackeys.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll talk more about him later. Okay. Pull the wings off every wanton pixie. <laughs>
1: He has great monologues. Yes. <laughs> so recently two new dimension items were added to the store. Uh the Sage Spire Tower has an elevator. Nice. In it. Yeah. And you can find this under the landscaping section of the dimension uh section in the store. And I looked for it for a while and discovered it was under there. And you'll be able to use it to go through walls. It can't be scaled, though, and it's enormous. It's bigger than some of the dimensions themselves. So if you get it, use it with care. <laughs> the elevator itself syncs with the player's client, so you and another player that you're playing with may not be in the same instance of the elevator. So if it happens to you, you both get in the elevator, but suddenly they disappear, just don't freak out.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Yeah, the sage. sucks. St- Sage Spire Tower, excuse me, is 1,200 platinum or 850 credits. So it's pretty expensive.
0: So we get one of those for the uh, guild dimension?
1: <laughs> if it'll fit. Yeah. I
0: <laughs> and know. if
1: I can come up with 1,200 platinum.
0: <laughs> Use it to get to the top of the waterfall.
1: That's right. <laughs> that would be great. I'm
0: sure that would be beautiful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, the second new item that I wanted to talk about is... Um, e- is available for purchase and it's a self-buff called Jeet's Bounce Master 5000 and it gives you the ability to super jump inside a dimension. It costs 600 credits and the jump is enormous. You can even do it while you're on your mount and it's it's just really fun. That might be another way we can get to the top of the waterfall in our guild dimension. (laughs) And the Three Springs Dimension and the Mossy Village Kit will be released on the 14th of August. They're in the store now, so you can go over there and see see their little tooltip and what they're all about, but they're not available for purchase yet. Mm Hmm, I can smell you mortals,
0: and I am hungry. Questing Okay, so that brings us to our main segment. And today we are going to talk about questing. So if you're a new player in Rift, or I guess I should say a new character in Rift, uh, one of the first things you can do at first level is, is you can do quests. And of course you can do cre- quests quests throughout the game, uh, all levels of the game. Um, but we thought we would spend some time on this episode talking about questing since it's uh, something that everybody can do and it's it's a good way to get started in a game and and start to to live the story of the game so in rift there are a variety of different kinds of quests so first there are story quests so when you get a story quest it will say I believe it says after the title of the quest, it'll say story quest. Right. Parentheses. And those are quests that involve you in the main storyline of the game, of the zone that you're in, of your faction, and sometimes even your race. And those also are kind of... They're kind of... I guess you could say they're the progression quests. So if you're someone who... You know, you are going to start in the first zone, say Free March, if you are defiant, and you are going to quest in that zone, and then go to the next zone, which I think is Stonefield, and so on. Um, the story quests are the ones that are going to take you through that process. You are eventually, once you finish Free March, you are going to get a story quest that tells you, you know, go see this person in Stonefield and do this or that, and that kind of thing. They also tend to have some of the better. Rewards uh, as far as gear and things that the quest will give you for completing it.
1: As long as you're doing them at your level.
0: Well, yeah. In in other
1: words, like in order, yeah. Sure. And another way you'll know the story quests is they're kind of an orange yellow in your quest log. The quests themselves. I think the background is like a a yellow color. Oh, the
0: background. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the background. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, kind of a gold color. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and and then you'll have other quests that that you'll get that just are normal quests. They're not story quests. So if if you're if you're someone who wants to do all the quests, then it doesn't really matter. You're going to do all the quests. But if you're just kind of wanting to hit the highlights of every zone, the story quests are, are what you're going to want to do. Another kind of quest, and and this is a Relatively new addition to the game. I I believe this was added with the Storm Legion expansion, are called Carnage Quests. And these are pretty cool. Basically, the way a Carnage Quest works is you'll be out in the world and you'll see a mob. A lot of times, there'll be a red mob, which is to say a mob that is aggressive and will attack you if you get too close to it. But sometimes there'll be the yellow mobs, which are ones that aren't aggressive and will leave you alone, but you can attack them and fight them if you want to. And you'll know that the mob is part of a carnage quest because uh, when you look at the mob and you see its nameplate, there's a little symbol beside its name. It's like a circle, like a red circle emblem thing. Yeah, And that indicates that it's a carnage quest. Also, when you mouse over the mob, your tooltip box that comes up will say that there's a carnage quest and how many of those mobs you have to kill to complete the quest. So what happens is when you kill the first mob, you will automatically get a new quest called a carnage quest for that mob. And it'll be like, say it's a grizzly bear in free March, you know, you'll need to kill 12 grizzly bears. And so you go around and you kill 12 of these grizzly bears And once you're done, the quest automatically completes. You don't have to go to an NPC to turn it in. You'll have the little, uh, interface, uh, where you can click on, on the pop-up thing and get your, get your loot and your XP from the quest.
1: Yeah, that's great now. I don't have to go anywhere to turn it in. It's wonderful.
0: Yeah. And they're, they're a great way to get XP when you're leveling up. Um, and I found, i can't so much speak for the lower level zones but at least in the storm legion zones that pretty much any mob that you encounter that is a hostile mob will have a carnage quest associated with it and a lot of the the kind of non-hostile mobs do too uh so as you're going through an area questing you can also do the carnage quest at the same time and uh get some extra xp and if you like fighting um and and maybe you're not so much into the regular kind of story questing, you could conceivably level up just by going from zone to zone, just doing all the carnage quests. And you don't ever have to deal with an NPC or going to a town, or you can just, wherever you're at, do the carnage quests. Uh, There is one uh, caution I will give you, though. There are a limit right now to 25 carnage quests that you can have at a time. Um, which that may seem like a lot, but if you travel around a lot and you're like, Oh, I kill a couple of these guys, I kill a couple of these guys. You can very quickly accumulate 25 carnage quests that you haven't completed yet. And then when you go to kill, to get another carnage quest, you can't. And what'll happen is you'll see, like, you'll see a wolf or something. And oh, this guy gives a carnage quest and I haven't killed him yet. So you go, if you're like me, you go pull six of them and kill them all, thinking, oh, I'm going to be halfway done to the 12 wolves I need. And then you realize after you kill the first one that, oh, I didn't get the quest because my quest log is full of carnage quests and I can't get any more.
1: Yeah, that's definitely happened to me before.
0: Yeah, so what I usually do at that point is I go find some carnage quests from some other zone where I've only killed one or two of the mobs and I just get rid of it. But um I, I really hope this is something that, that Tryon will fix, either get rid of the limit or um, increase it because it is really annoying. But in the meantime, just uh, my recommendation is if you're getting close to completing a carnage quest or you're over halfway, um, just finish it, you know, before you run off and do something else, just finish it up, get it out of your quest log um, because it is really a drag to like kill a bunch of things and think you're getting a carnage quest and then you don't get it. And then, yeah, And then when you get the Carnage Quest later, you don't get credit for those guys you already killed. Right. Um, Which actually, it would not surprise me if in the future Tryon changes it so that when you get the Carnage Quest, it gives you credit for mobs that you've killed in like the immediate past. Because they've made a lot of changes like that in the past, so it wouldn't surprise me. But for now, it, it does not work that way. A lot of them are for 12 mobs, it seems like. Although I have noticed, in at least in some of the lower level zones, a lot of times you'll find a mob, and he's not an elite mob. But like for instance, in Free March, there are these, uh, what do you call them, boars or right, whatever, yeah, and and they're everywhere. And but you'll find one that's a little bit bigger than the other ones, and he's not elite, but maybe he's named, and he'll be a carnage quest all by himself. So you kill that one guy, and you get and complete the carnage quest like in one shot. And I haven't really seen that so much in the storm Legion zone. So I'm guessing it's kind of something where they wanted to add carnage quests to the lower level zones. And that was just an easy way for them to kind of add them so that you can get used to them without having to, to mess around with the game too much.
1: Right. Like an introduction.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's carnage quests. I guess basically all you can say about that. Um, and then we have daily quests. So daily quests are usually, or if not always, you get them from some kind of quest-giving NPC. And you complete the quest just like regular. You turn it in. You get some rewards. Uh, the difference between a daily quest and something like a story quest is you can do it over and over and over. Just You can only do it once per day. So some of the more common daily quests that you'll encounter, especially starting out in the game, is every zone will have a daily quest to close five rifts. And they have different titles for the quests, but you'll find an NPC usually close to one of the the cities where there's a particulum or one of the quest hubs where there's a particulum in the zone. You'll find an NPC that'll give you this quest to close uh say five rifts. And you just close five rifts in the zone and you get the daily quest. So that's a good one. If you're going to do rifts and you know where that uh, quest giver is to, g- to get that quest ahead of time, because it's more bang for your buck. Right. And, uh, and if you don't know, and you're in a group, ask, and if someone else has the quest, then they can share it with you. Uh, another common daily quest is similar. And this one is to kill 10 rift creatures. So, those two quests, those two dailies go hand in hand. Um, sometimes they're given, uh, either by the same NPC or by two NPCs that are right next to each other, but sometimes the two NPCs are in different areas of the zone. Um,
1: but they're always the same NPCs. So, you know, every day you can just go back and get the same, right. go to the same people and get the same quest. Right.
0: The same NPC will give the, the rift creature quest every day. But yeah. it may not be the same NPC that gives the Rift quest. but So again, if you're going to be closing Rifts, uh, get that quest first because you can basically close some Rifts and complete your Rift daily and your Rift creature daily at the same time. Uh, you also get credit for any kind of Rift creatures, which includes uh, Rift creatures coming from invasions that spawn and footholds. And also, when you get into Ember Isle and Storm Legion, it also includes the rift creatures that you find in the onslaughts. So, if you're doing onslaughts, it's another easy way to knock these these quests out. Um, And again, every zone has these two quests. Uh, You also have daily crafting quests, which, depending on what your crafting professions are, you'll get a quest to either gather certain things if it's a gathering profession or build certain things. If it's a, a crafting profession and there are also PVP daily quests and those are, can be fun. Um, at lower levels, they tend to be, you know, go win so many matches in this warfront. Uh, at higher levels, you also can get PVP dailies for conquest where uh, kill so many people in conquest or, uh, capture so many extractors in conquest that kind of thing and you can also get daily pvp quests at higher level that require you to go to a certain zone and do basically certain quests some might be a gathering quest some might involve uh killing certain mobs but be warned that those quests uh will flag you for for pvp so even if the quest is you know go to Stillmore and pick these flowers. As soon as you pick one of those flowers, you're flagged for PvP. And uh, that means that someone else on the quest that's flagged and of the opposite faction can come try to kill you if they want to.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's right. I was going to say, I don't remember doing those, but I did do do those in Ember Isle. Yes. Those were a lot of fun.
0: And it used to be they didn't flag you for PvP. Right, So most of the time that we did them in Ember Isle, it did not flag you. And I remember some people being upset when they changed that because they like the idea of going out and safely doing their little PVP dailies and getting (laughs) their favors so they can get PVP gear without ever having to actually PVP. Right. But I guess try and felt that if you're going to get PVP stuff that you should actually have to maybe do a little PVP.
1: (laughs) And that makes sense to me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, that's fine by me. Um, so yeah, so story quests, carnage quests, daily quests. And so those are your, your basic types of quests. The other big kind of quest category, I guess you could say, are your saga quests. And these are pretty involved, and we're not going to go into all the details of these. We'll have some links on in the show notes to, to give you more information if you want to do some more research on these. Uh, the first of the sagas is called the Saga of the Endless. And, well, okay
1: first for defiant
0: right, right. yeah let me yeah. step back a minute that the the first saga there are two different versions there's one for defiant and one for guardian so if you're defiant it's the saga of the endless which is the death saga and if you're a guardian it's the saga of the ailthwar which is a life saga so we'll start with the defiant saga of the endless this uh is a quest chain. It starts at level 17. So at level 17, you can get the first quest in the chain. And this goes up to, I believe level 50, unless they've changed it to go to level 60. But so it's, um, you know, you're not going to go do this quest line in one day, unless you're already level 50. Um, And even then it would probably take longer than a day. Um, So it is like an epic quest chain. Um the first quest of the Saga of the Endless is called The Saga of the Endless On the Shores of Free March. And you get that from Asha Katari in the Katari Command Center in Meridian.
1: Asha hello, yeah. Asha. <laughs> yeah,
0: she's pretty cool. She's a Spitfire, that one. Um it's recommended that you start this quest in this quest chain as soon as you can and that you keep up with it as you level. What What's going to happen is as you complete quests, um, you may get the next quest and it's kind of high level for you. Uh, so then, you know, you want to wait till you're the appropriate level, but you really want to keep up on it if you're going to do it because that way the rewards that you get from the quests are uh, useful to you. If, if you wait until you're really high level and do them, um, most of the stuff you get from the quests are going to be just junk. But if you do it at the appropriate level, you can get some really nice gear uh, from this quest. And at the end, you you get some purple items that are, are good items for your level if you're keeping up on them. Um, the prerequisites for the first quest uh, depend on your race. So if you're an Eth, you need to do a quest called the Pride of the Eth first, which is a story quest before you can start the Saga of the Endless. If you're a Kalari, you need to do On Distant Shores. And if you're a Bami, you need to do By the Ancestors. Now, the Guardians have uh, a similar saga, the Life Saga. Theirs is called Saga of the Elfwar, And the Guardians can start this at level 14. Their first quest is called Fateful Vision. And you can get this quest from Maris Telluria in Sanctum Watch in Silverwood. And again, the, the same thing as the Saga of the Endless, you want to keep up on this so you can get good gear from it and it's current for you. Uh, the prerequisite quests for this are not race-specific, but there are four quests that you need to have done before you can start this quest chain. And they are Unruly Folk, A Secret Pact, Twisted Horticulture, and The Priestess of Sanctum Watch. So the next saga is called the Saga of the Abyssal. And this is a water saga. And this is the same for both factions. The the only difference is the first person that you get the quest from is different. Um, You can start this saga at level 50. Uh, The Defiance first quest is called A New Era for the Abyssal. And you get this from the Faceless Man in Abyssal Precipice, which is a dungeon. And you will get an achievement for finishing this quest line called Exploring the Deep. Guardians, their first quest is called Cultus Adrift. And you get this quest from Cardinal Visk in Sanctum after you've completed the Abyssal Precipice dungeon. And your achieve, achievement that you will receive is called Tide Lord.
1: Is that a title, or is just the name of the achievement?
0: Um, you know, I don't know. I don't play Guardian. Uh, I know the achievement is called Tide Lord, but it really sounds like a title too,
1: doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, but this one is for both factions, correct? The Saga of the Abyssal.
0: Yes, but the the achievements that you get are different. Oh, okay. The names of the achievements.
1: Oh, right, of course. Okay.
0: But, you know, now that I think about it, I think maybe the Defiance get a Tide Lord title too because I'm pretty sure I have a Tide Lord title.
1: Me too. Okay. Very cool.
0: And all of these Saga quests involve uh, different cults from the different planes. So, you know, Saga of the Endless involves the Death Cult, Saga of the Elphor... Involves the life cult, Saga of the Abyssal, the water cult. So if you are someone who really is into the lore of Rift and you like the story, these are definitely, definitely quests you'll want to do. And, uh.
1: So is there an earth cult, I wonder? Maybe in Shimmer Sand.
0: Yeah, Yeah. well, we're getting there. We're getting ahead of the game. (laughs) All right. Okay, to combat the Abyssal, Ascended can embark on The Water Saga, an epic quest series that unravels the origin of this lunatic cult. Guardians and Defiant must stop the Abyssal resurgence, save important members of their faction from the cult's insanity, and learn more about the Sinister Tide Lords, the heroes who first imprisoned Achilles and the Faceless Man's secret past. Aimed at high-level Ascended acting alone and in groups. The Water Saga offers both epic loot and a swift and cold-blooded crocknard mount.
1: Which I love. I know you don't like the (laughs) the crocknard, but...
0: But Yeah, it's basically like a giant alligator or or something. This Water Saga is a compelling story of heroes and traitors alike in the continuing struggle against the Abyssal Cult, released by the opening of the Gates of Hammernell from the wreckage of Estreol? Not sure how you say that. And her companions, to the long-held secrets of well-known heroes, both guardians and defiant alike, are beckoned to travel across Talara to, to engage in this fascinating saga. Does that not sound exciting, or what?
1: No, it's it's definitely fun. And I don't think I've finished that one, but I've def- I'm like in the middle somewhere of the saga of the Abyssal, and yeah. uh, it's kind of it's kind of a blast. But I like the Faceless Man as a character.
0: Yeah, so that wonderful flavor text is from rifthead.com, which is where you can find the guides for these, and we will also have them in our show notes, have some links for you. And the final saga is called the Saga of the Wanton Maw, and this is a fire and earth saga, and it's for both the factions. And this quest line was originally added during the War of the Wanton Maw event in April of 2012, and after that, it remained in the game as the Earth and Fire Saga. And the quest names and goals are the same for both Defiant and Guardian, but you have different NPCs you need to talk to to get the quest started. So, uh, for both factions, the, the beginning quest is called Investigation, and the Defiant you want to talk to Adept. Dino-say? Dino-say <laughs> yeah. in Meridian. And Guardians, you'll want to talk to Corporal Realtas in Sanctum.
1: Oh, so there's my Earth saga yes. that I was asking about. Okay.
0: Fire one. and Earth. Two okay. for one. Two for... Excellent. And then finally, one final note uh, when it comes to questing is you can also quest as a mentor. So mentoring is a Pretty cool system in Rift. Uh, There's other games that have something similar where you can effectively lower your character level so that you can do lower level content and still get XP and still be challenged. Uh, You can do this by right-clicking your unit frame and clicking on Set Ascended Mentor Level. Uh, The minimum you can set it is 10, I believe, and then the maximum is... Uh, five levels below whatever your max level is and so if you are someone who really likes to do all the quests uh, you'll quickly find that your leveling is outpacing kind of where you are in the zones um, you'll be much higher level than the quests are very soon if you're trying to do every single quest so mentoring is really great because um, unless you're someone that just likes rolling over gray mobs all day, you can mentor down and you'll still get XP and it'll be j- almost as challenging as if you were a proper level. It's, it's a little easier when you're mentored because uh, of the way the gear scales.
1: Right, exactly. It feels like I just blow through things during instant adventures with uh, my character in lower level zones. Yes. For instance, Free March. I think I one-shotted... A character, he was like this fey character today, and I was mentored to 14, and it was pretty easy, but it's still fun.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, if you think about it, especially an earlier zone like Free March, I mean, our gear, you know, I'm level 60, you're what, 57 now? Yeah. You know, we've got spell power and attack power and crit power and all that stuff. And that low-level gear, like in Free March, there there is no spell power. There is no attack power. There's no, oh, right. It's just basic, you know, plus whatever to wisdom, plus whatever to armor. So unless they totally take that away from you, which I doubt, you know, even if they scale it back, you're still going to be doing more damage than someone in, like, level 5 gear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> A lot more damage. <laughs> yeah. Get down on your knees and make it lovely. Lovely.
0: Overachievers.
1: So some of the achievements that we can do uh, at lower level include the zone achievements. So the free march achievements, which is going to start with defiant because I don't know if you folks have noticed, but we are both defiant. Defiant! <laughs> yes. Yes. One, I'm, and there are many, many achievements, but I'm just oh going to go through a few. <laughs> um, one of the first achievements that I did as a low-level defiant was Cry Me a River, and it's to collect 20 squirrel tears. And I remember being this little low-level character and just running around going, I've got to kill all these squirrels, I've got to kill squirrels, because I don't think that it counted if you bought the tiers on um, the marketplace. You had to actually kill a squirrel. Um, another one is I Just Came for the View. And for this one, to get the achievement, you have to visit the top of each tower in the Iron Fortress. So, North Tower, East Tower, South Tower. Um, the third one I wanted to talk about was A Quick Escape. And for this achievement, you jump from the bridge in Smith's Haven and you take no damage. Now, I think they just have to change the wording on this yeah. achievement because nobody takes damage. Yep anymore. No full damage. Jumping. Right. Yeah, it's great. I love it.
0: But the these jump achievements, you still can get them.
1: Okay. Yeah. Good, good. Well, I think that People would be upset if they took it out, maybe. (laughs) Some people have worked really hard to get all these. Um, The last one that I want to talk about is All Things Defiant. That's the name of the achievement, and you get this when you explore all of Meridian. You also get a title, and it's Of Meridian. So uh, whatever your character name is, and then Of Meridian. In Silverwood, they have some similar achievements, one being a high point, point. And you have to climb to the highest mountain in Silverwood to get this. Another one is meditating in Sanctum. And you get this when you explore all of Sanctum. You also get a title of Sanctum, similar to the of Meridian title. And there's a achievement for jumping off of the Sanctum Bridge. And the achievement is called So Much Fun, I Did It Once. <laughs> And the title is Base Jumper, and I see a lot of Guardians that have this title running around, so a lot of lower level characters. Um, the last one is Silverwoodsman, and you get this when you explore all of Silverwood. You do not get a title for that one, though, unfortunately. Um, some other achievements that are great for lower levels, you know, about 1 through 10, is Lure Today, Gone Tomorrow, and you, open, you get this after you open 100 Rifts. It seems like a lot, but um, I think I did that one pretty quickly when I was low level. Uh, Prismatic Shutout was a really fun one, and that one is to fully seal one rift of each planar type. I think we did that one together, Lex, when we were
0: little characters.
1: Yep. (laughs) And the last one is Realm of the Fae, and that one I wanted to bring in here because I think that's one of the first dungeons that you can do. Um, when you're lower level, is Realm of the Fae. And there's an achievement to defeat all the bosses in that dungeon on any difficulty level.
0: Yes, and also Realm of the Fae is a good place to get your squirrel tears and I think bunny tears. There are a lot of bunnies in Realm of the Fae, too. Yeah. It's pretty funny uh, when you do that dungeon because you'll always see people killing the critters. It's pretty <laughs> hilarious. Um, also, uh, every zone has achievements as nikki mentioned if you go into your achievement interface which the default hotkey for that is h as in hotel california (laughs) if you go into there uh you can go into the zone achievements and look at the achievements for each zone that you can get um some other achievements that you can get in every zone is every zone has an achievement to complete x amount of quests and it usually isn't every single quest in the zone, but it's pretty close. Um, so that can be challenging. And uh, it's also a great way to kind of get your exploration achievement too, because a lot of times, once you've done all the quests, you've pretty much explored the zone. Um, and if not, there's like one or two little gray spots that you just run to and, and you've got it. And... Uh, Also, there are achievements for carnages, for doing so many carnages in each zone. So those are those are some easy ones to get kind of along the way. And there are lots of Rift achievements, so check out the Rift achievements too.
1: Yeah, you'll be busy for a very, very long time.
0: (laughs) Yes, it's kind of funny. There are so many achievements in this game that you'll just get achievements without even trying. Yes. It's like, oh, I tripped on a stone. I got an achievement for that.
1: Yes, and I, in the guild, uh, I have the reminder turned on so that I can see my guildmates' achievements when they get them. And a lot of times I'll tell them, oh, congratulations on that achievement, and they're like, what? What's that achievement for? I wasn't working on an achievement, <laughs> and it's just a total surprise.
0: Pull the wings from every
1: wanton pixie, skin every slimy boggling in the marsh, but do not interfere with my revelry.
0: The Art of Rift.
1: Alright, so there's a lot of beauty in Rift, in my opinion. I think the art is wonderful. Um, sometimes players bring in kind of a new new uh, way of creating art in the game. And one of the, those ways is in the dimensions. There's a character, his name is 89, and he was a recent Dimension Contest winner. He was awarded early access to the Three Springs Dimension. And so he, I, th- I guess he bought it, he named his new Three Springs Dimension Villa 89. And this is on the Grey Briar Shard. Uh, 89 creates these amazing dioramas in his dimension. He basically takes dimension items such as houses and flags and he miniaturizes them. And he puts them in these little scenes. So you have waving flags, uh, little windmills and it's just really cool and he even creates like they look like paintings almost and so i just wanted to give him kind of a little shout out and if you're on gray you should probably go see that i think it's really neat um the villa is complete with a gulamite fine mine excuse me actually i think it's pronounced gula and that's from the mines in defiance so it's kind of a nice little crossover cool. between tryon's games And we'll post a link to the screenshots from the villa in the show notes in case anybody's interested in seeing this. Kira, would you like to see a trick I learned? No, I don't find that sort of thing amusing. Come now, Kira. I am sure you would enjoy it. Apparently, giving life creatures a dose of death magic is explosive. Oh,
0: very well. Show me this trick.
1: So, Lex, why don't you tell folks how they can contact us?
0: All right. Well, if you'd like to get a hold of us, uh, we welcome your comments and feedback. You can email us at theriftpodcast at gmail.com. We have a Twitter account at at theriftpodcast. And finally, you can visit our website and see our show notes at Lexstarwalker.com slash through the rift. Thank you everyone for listening to our first podcast, and there will be many more to come. Thank you very much and enjoy the game.
1: See you guys. This episode's music provided by Skip. Mist, Ish, Cloudwalker, Renfield, and Transboy. Please see the show notes for more details at flexstarwalker.com/slash-through-the-rift.